Hello folks, I'm Lodge today on the What Are You All About podcast. We had Ian Kelly from Plead the Widows because we discuss everything from homeschooling and what his homeschooling community looked like to his craziest injury at a metal show to how he gets so much joy out of Jesus. So yeah, this was a quality conversation. <laughs> it had to get cut off because he was getting bugs exterminated from his room so it was a bit shorter than they usually are but it was good and yeah let's dive right in you're listening to the what are you all about podcast hello folks i'm elijah today we've got ian from plead the widow's cause on the show ian how are you doing hello i'm doing well amazing so on this show we always start off by asking the guests what are they all about so ian what are you all about so, uh, <laughs> I know, I know what I'd like to be all about. Um, and I'm, I would like to be all about God. And, um, even though sometimes in my life, I definitely don't seem like I'm all about him. And, um, luckily that's, what's truly in my heart. And that is, you know, um, that is truly at the, at, in the depth is what I am all about. <laughs> it's a short mm-hmm. version from earlier. <laughs> yes, for those folks who are listening, um, I started this and then realized I wasn't recording correctly. So this is like us restarting after like five minutes. So we had a practice run. <laughs> exactly. So he re- can really think about what he says. So if he messes up, it's then... <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Then that's twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, how did you get to a place where you feel like God is what you're? you want to be all about. Right. So, um, like I said before, I uh, grew up in a Christian home. Um, you know, it's been in and out through my whole life. Uh, just every Sunday hearing, you know, good stuff, good teaching. Um, you know, I did do studies and like youth groups when I was younger and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of friends in the faith when I was younger too. And, um, it was cool. It was really nice good uh really really good church and um great parents you know really got to keep me on track yeah that's amazing so how did you get from like starting out in church with like christian parents and that to where you are now um oh yeah (laughs) lots of ups (laughs) and downs lots of uh you know like I said, I was homeschooled. So as I had a lot of protection growing up, um, I wouldn't say sheltered from the world, but definitely didn't have to deal with the struggles that a lot of other kids did. Um, things were pretty, pretty easy for a while. I mean, and then there's, there's danger in that because you just kind of cruise through not realizing how bad things are. And, um, you kind of think, oh, I'm, I'm good. I grew up in the church. I'm fine, you know? And then there's a point that hits where you're like, oh man, I, I actually need this. I'm not, I'm not good. I, I sit a lot, even, even <laughs> with all that, you know, even with those advantages, like it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I don't have this like big story of like, you know, drugs and alcohol or anything like that. And, you know, yeah. Like, oh man, I was at the lowest point of my life. Like I was at the lowest point of my life being in my parents' house, you know, like it's, 
you can realize you need Jesus just by living, you know, like you don't have to do these terrible things to have a, a need for him, you know, because everything you do is kind of terrible. Like anytime you're (laughs) sinning, it's, you know, you're slapping God in the face essentially and saying, I don't need you. I think I know what's best. And it took a while for me to realize that that's what I was doing. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I need this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think, like I was also homeschooled so I think when you're like in the wee homeschool bubble you either go the route of like maybe I'm not so bad after all or like hyper like you feel like the small things that some of your mates would be like that's a really small thing like you're really sensitive about that and then we we probably all know a few homeschool folks who went a little bit off the rails and then (laughs) sometimes they've come back a bit (laughs) so yeah, it's it's always interesting growing up with that. Like you see some folks who are like so sheltered that they're it's not helpful, but I think yeah. I'm quite happy that I didn't grow up going to school cuz <laughs> didn't know a few different things, but yeah, it would have been interesting growing up in that environment like when I was 10, we moved to Scotland and it was way rougher than Canada where I'm originally from. So the first time I heard the F word, it was like a 10 year old who was hanging <laughs> out with at the park in that. So yeah. I would have gotten exposed to a lot more of that probably if I'd gone to school. I didn't know how it would have turned out. But anyway, I'm interviewing yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I feel that. I'm I'm the exact same way. I mean, aside from the moving to Scotland from Canada part, but <laughs> it was very similar. Like, you know, I, I didn't hear, you know, curse words my whole life until, or I heard them and I just didn't know what they meant or they went right over my head. Cause I didn't know them, you know, but you know, until later on in life, I was like, Oh man, there's some, there's some bad stuff out there. But it took <laughs> me way later than, you know, what I'd imagine most kids to realize that because of being homeschooled which I guess some people could say is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm, I wouldn't trade it. Like I'm, I'm very happy um, that my parents decided to do that. So. Yeah, for sure. What was your homeschool community like? Cause I think they're all kind of different. Yeah. So um, from i I'm in New, uh, Southern New Jersey, we had this, um, there's a bunch of homeschoolers out here. Um mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, but <laughs> there was a, we'd, we'd have these like little events with like homeschool soccer and baseball, basketball. And then we had this really big, um, like a co-op thing. It was called learn. So like every Thursday for, um, like 10 weeks in a row, all the homeschool kids from like Southern New Jersey would all get together. And, um, <laughs> you know, some of the, the moms and, fathers of the uh the homeschoolers they teach these like classes like you know like my mom didn't know chemistry you know she's not a chemistry teacher so they would have these classes there that you could sign up for and you know I could learn chemistry that way through like kind of that so it's kind of school but there's a bunch of awkward Christian homeschoolers so it's it very different <laughs> it was only for four hours too it wasn't very long yeah, for sure. I've done similar things like 
my family started one over here where it's like every two weeks and it's still going just I've left because I'm too old now so no more school how old are you by the way I'm 17 so oh okay gotcha yes I most folks think I'm an adult already I'm like no yeah I definitely did (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome though yes which is like really helpful sometimes because like folks might not respect some boundaries but like if you're underage then they'll be like oh okay so it's that's like, true <laughs> but then i'm gonna be 18 and then we'll have to figure things out from there so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all right yes i'm sure so many enough people have turned out fine from there so, yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> is yes. that a convictions hoodie you have yes it is a convictions that's- hoodie Awesome. I broke my leg at one of their shows. <laughs> How did you pull that off? <laughs> uh, I made a mistake. Um, <laughs> my my first band, uh, this is a really old band called um, uh, Soul Conscious. Um, we, we played this show in Pennsylvania with them. And this was after our set, thankfully. Uh <laughs> They uh, they were playing, and I got in the pit, and there was a guy who has a much bigger leg than I did. I don't really have <laughs> tree trunks for legs. I got little bird legs, and yeah. his leg hit my leg, and uh, both bones in my shin. I just went, Pink. my foot was all sideways. Ooh. That was a mess. I was, I think I was 19 when that happened, so it was a while ago. That hurt. <laughs> I'm sure. Way to remember a show. Yeah, good band. Yes. Do you remember like which breakdown it was or anything like that? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't remember at all. No. I just remember no. it was like everything was fuzzy. Like after it happened, it was uh, a <laughs> adrenaline's a crazy thing. I'm sure that would have been absolutely mad. I was at a show recently where it looked like a girl got knocked out, but then I found out after that she had a seizure. But it was, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, so that was wild. But, like, for the longest time until I talked to her afterward, I just thought she got absolutely KO'd in the pit. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I guess this is a crazy show. But I didn't know which of those would have been worse. But here we are. Glasgow yeah, goes nuts for Bury Tomorrow. Do they? <laughs> that's, where my, uh, that's where my grandmother is from. Okay. Have you ever yeah. been to Scotland or heard about it? Or I haven't actually. My little sister went um, a couple of years ago. I've been meaning to get out there because we we have some people. Um, I think we have some family up there still, but they moved to New Jersey. I guess it was like sixty years ago ish, around that time. They were immigrants. Um, mm-hmm. My grandfather was from Troon, and my grandmother's from Glasgow. Yeah, I can see why they wanted to use Glasgow, but... (laughs) (laughs) Not a good spot, huh? Um, It is, but it isn't. It's like like the drug death capital of Europe, so there's that. Um, But it's got a lot of personality, (laughs) so it's like... Yeah, it's like... It's got a lot of personality, but it's a really self-destructive city at the same time, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's Glasgow for you like there's a guy who 
<laughs> he looks like he's smoked cigarettes since like the age of seven, but basically he just goes around to buskers and like absolutely vibes out in front of them and helps them get a crowd in that. So he'll be just be like dancing with the drippiest clothes and like he's well known in Glasgow now for that. So <laughs> it's like that sort of place. Mm, okay. Yes, though. It's also the drug death capital of Europe, so it's kind of like, well, if you stay in the right parts of it, you're fine. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, parts yeah. in Philadelphia um, that are pretty close to me that there's a lot of nonsense like that goes on, but it's a cool spot, you know? They go hand yeah. in hand, I, I suppose. I guess so. It's like, I guess folks with a bit more of a screw loose are just more free i guess i don't know and you get more crazy stuff going on yeah yeah i get that i guess that's kind of how it works out so how did you get from being a sheltered homeschooler to being a metalhead <laughs> so that actually came along with the homeschooling um okay which is interesting it sounds strange but um the my my pastor was really into emo music um and so <laughs> through that he showed like me these bands um like me and my older sister and then some of my friends uh he was really into a band called brave saint saturn um five iron frenzy and then flyleaf flyleaf was oh, is I... my favorite band and that that's been the biggest like musical inspiration for me ever since i was I don't know. Whenever that album came out, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, maybe 2006 or something like that. But it was a, it was a big deal. I was like, whoa, what is this? Like these, you know, these crazy guitars and, you know, this screaming and like, what? Like you can do that? And I just thought that was crazy. And so from there, uh, got deeper into it. One of my friends showed me, um, he had this like CD of a bunch of different uh, music videos. Um, I think it was okay. called like X 2000 something or other. Um, and there was an under oath music video on it for their song, Desperate Times, Desperate Measures. And that's what really like set it off entirely. <laughs> like after that, um, I was like, oh my God. Can, like scream a whole song this is crazy i need to know more about this so from there uh i picked up a uh, haste the day cd uh, pressure the hinges and then an ocean between us by as i lay dying and then it just got deeper and deeper and deeper and then i started getting into more of the secular style like bring me the horizon asking alexandria all that all that stuff um when i was younger and i don't know it just opened a lot of like paths and you know, uh, ideas for me, like musically. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I want to make stuff like this, you know? And I think I've been in and out of bands ever since I was, I think, 17. I mean, technically, when I was 14, I was, you know, me and my friends, we were in a band. Mm -hmm. We'd make some, you know, we never, like, wrote really good songs or anything, but <laughs> we always tried doing, you know, covers of other songs and stuff like that. Um, but so it's been a big part, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been with me for a while. Always loved writing heavy music and stuff. 
Yeah, do you remember when you first tried to write heavy music and how that went? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of it came from just like, you know, learning all of these other people's songs. Like I said, Flyleaf, you know, me and my friends, we learn all their riffs on guitar and like, oh, this stuff's cool. You know, we get into Three Days Grace and like Breaking Benjamin and stuff like that. Um, So we try to model songs after that and grant i was like 13 14 and wasn't very good at guitar um but it was really fun you know and then as that goes on i feel like the more influences you take in the more it affects your writing and um I, i guess with more influences you have the ability to write differently and just mm-hmm. expound upon like that uh you know, like basic metal structure and stuff that like a lot of bands fall into. Everything kind of starts sounding the same. They have to break the mold and like add a new element to it to kind of change it up. Yeah, for sure. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Metal is such a, it's very diverse, but very the same at the same time. So, Mm -hmm. or like if there's anything that someone likes, it gets done a hundred thousand times unless it's like so unique that it's that difficult to remake it right yeah or it's too unique and it just sounds bad you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) but then even then though sometimes it still gets remade a bunch of times like yeah it's true (laughs) like gore noise music is like who decided this should be a thing (laughs) some interesting sounds for sure (laughs) yes Someone who thought they'd pushed the limit of the human voice a bit too far. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. As far as I'm aware, there's not many baby metal ripoff bands, so... That's true, yeah. I mean, and if there are, they're not that popular yet. Exactly. I won't lie. I kind of like some some baby metal. I think it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've just not really listen to much of them so like the odd song that i've heard have been kind of like eh. though i think whenever i only listen to something once i don't actually know if i like it because often i'll hear something once and like really not like it but later it'll be my favorite thing so okay i get you yeah i mean i definitely wouldn't suggest like they're not like a, a big band i'd be like oh you can go and listen <laughs> to baby metal <laughs> i uh you know, I think it's a it's a gimmick for sure, but yeah, definitely. I won't lie if uh, what, what's the they have like a popular song, I forget the name, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, like if a song comes on, I could be like, oh, you, you turn this off, it's terrible, and be like, okay, it's kind of fun, but yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and like look up baby metal for you know uh, songwriting inspiration or anything like that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So do you remember when you first tried to do screaming vocals and things like that and how that went? Yeah, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Being 13. Uh, <laughs> for a long time. Um, oh, man. You're just like, uh, you know, it's you and your friends are playing Guitar Hero or something. And we would, you know, we're just shouting at the TV as loud as we could. And, (laughs) 
you know, we were like, does this sound good? Like, I don't know. Let's <laughs> keep doing it. It's fun. Um, <laughs> and then it really started to take shape when I got a car, uh, like when I turned okay. 17 and I started driving, um, you know, you can sing along to songs and scream along to songs and stuff. You're not disturbing anybody. Like if I were to just do that in the middle of my house while everyone's home, what, what are you doing? You know, it's a little <laughs> strange. Um, but yeah, but right, right when I started driving, pretty much when I turned 17 is when I really started to develop a sound that I liked and wanted to uh, pursue screaming more. Yeah, for sure. Was it like quite a loud scream or is it just like a normal um, quieter one? Or It's all pretty loud. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, for a while though like the first type of like screening vocals I did were like those gutturals um, that you hear in all of the you know like the deathcore bands and stuff would do the really low yeah. lows and that was kind of all I did for a long time and now I don't do them at all I mean I, I could still but I, I just choose not to I don't think it would fit type of music that we make um, yeah. I just kind of started shouting and it it worked, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all, you know, certain people might not like it. Certain people do. Um, that's kind of the thing I like about vocals, though, is it is the one thing that's like, I can't tell if this is good or not, you know? Like, everyone can have their own opinion on it because there is no right or wrong way to do it. So, I don't know. I think that makes screaming pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, the one thing where you can tell, like, okay... Th- I'm actually alright at this is when your non-metalhead friends really don't like how it sounds I think that's the one standard (laughs) so as long as they don't like it you're good exactly (laughs) (laughs) or you're just in the gore noise band (laughs) I have to check out what that is after this I've never heard of that before it's like I'm trying to think about how to explain it. It's it's like really slammy vocals and then made even weirder. Like, okay. you know, like slam death metal sort of vocals. Yeah. But then really weirdly done over really basic, either like death metal or like grindcore stuff. So it's kind of... Just super fast and just... Or not necessarily even fast. It's just meant to sound really, really obscure. Okay. So Yeah, I'll have to check that out then. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've heard of a gore grind, I guess. But I've never yeah. like, listened to any of that before. Like, I've never checked out any bands. or mm-hmm. I've, I've never been curious enough. Now I kind of am. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's like the one genre of music where... I would genuinely find it difficult to listen to. So, from my little experience with it. So. Nice. For, okay. Yes. For me, it's like one of my mates, he tried listening to metal while doing math um, so that he'd get it done quicker and he could stop listening to it. So, for me, it's like in that category of things. So. <laughs> I like that. Use it as motivation to get done faster. 
Oh, yes. man. Yes, have you ever, like, tried to get your mates into metal to see how it goes, or... Um... It's weird. I, I kind of surround myself with <laughs> people who already kind of are interested in it. Um, okay. I've never really had to uh, try to convince somebody to get into a certain type of like metal band. I mean, you know, I definitely don't like the same things as everybody else in the world does, mm. but um, you know, some people just don't get it too. And that's fine. Like, you know, my grandmother's not going to uh, listen to the album and be like, Oh man, this sounds great. You know, I, so happy my grandson is you know making those noises <laughs> with his head but <laughs> but you know she can she she thinks it's cool that we do that and um you know that it's about god but yeah generally everybody i kind of associate with is interested in some type of hardcore metal and um i don't know it's just kind of how that worked out i suppose interesting so yeah You've like successfully made a circle of metalhead friends around you. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of my friends were made through uh, through music, you know. Okay. Um, that's that was a big thing of uh, you know just meeting other um, just other people who are interested in the same kind of deal. Um, then I don't know. I've just always been surrounded by it, so it's uh, it's kind of natural, I suppose. Interesting. I see. It's not a situation I've ever heard of before, but it's almost impressive that you're in it, so. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I've never really thought about it, um, but yeah, all my buddies, we're, we're all kind of into the same kind of deal, you know? It's like what yeah. we do, is we just write music and go to shows and stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Like, a lot of my friends are made through, like, homeschooling and then something called Firestarters over here, which is like a Christian youth group where we do a full weekend every month. So a very small amount of those people actually appreciate metal. So because of that, I've kind of got a friend group where they're always kind of like, eh, it's not that great. Except I get like you. Odd few people, but... <laughs> You're the yeah. one wolf. <laughs> I am. I'm like that one weird kind of out there kids. That's yeah, all right. Yes, <laughs> no indeed. worries. Do you write music as well? Then are you? I do, yes. Yeah. So not very consistently, and not like consistently with one genre, but well, one genre of metal. But like, I do try to write music sometimes. I don't think it's like terrible. I don't think it's the greatest thing ever. It's not going to be like the next breakout thing, but. It's fun and I do it sometimes, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, keep it up. I mean just you know, who cares if it's like sounds great or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, just write stuff. It's it's awesome. Get it out there, you know? Yeah. For sure. So with Plead the Widow's Cause, do you do all the lyrics in that? No, actually. Um Okay. For the for the album that we did, I think let me see, what is it, eight songs? I think I only wrote, I have to look now. <laughs> um, one, two, three. I only wrote the lyrics for uh, three of those songs. And okay. our um, the other guitar player, Matt, um, 
he wrote the lyrics for the other five. Um, so a lot of that was, um, all the songs on this album were written like musically by me and the bass player, Dan. Um, some of the songs are a collaboration of us two. Um, some of them are just my songs. Some of them are just Dan's songs. And then, um, you know, our drummer, James, obviously he goes and he, you know, makes the drums how he would want them to be. And, um, we got our second guitar player, Brett, uh, after the album was already written and, um, he joined a bit later on, but, and some of the newer stuff that we're working on right now, Brett's had a a pretty big hand in that too. He's writing lyrics as well. Um, so it's, it's, we want to keep it like a group effort as much as possible too. For sure. I feel like that's how the best stuff comes out. That way it doesn't sound like, you know, just one thing, you know, we're having all of these different influences shape these things. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm curious, like which songs did you write the lyrics for? And like, what was the thought and meaning you're trying to get across in them? So the ones that I wrote lyrics for were pain split spirits away and true love. Um, and then Matt wrote the rest of the songs and, Okay. Yeah, it's just a big, uh, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of time um, went into these two because it would happen right during the pandemic. Um, we were <laughs> writing songs. So we had like two years of just, you know, sitting on these songs and really, um, I guess, uh, tweaking things and, you know, changing parts and lyrics and stuff. So, yeah. Um, do you want to know about all of the songs that I've written, or is there a particular one that you'd like to hear about? Um, probably all of them. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with the first, uh, the second one on the album is called "Pain Split," and that's one I wrote. Um, the song is pretty much uh, it's uh, it has to do with like. Kind of walking away from God and saying, I want these things more than I want you, um, you know, and how it damages you and how it really, it does, it, it, you know, it can affect your whole life um, here on earth by making these decisions and it can make your life more painful. It can scar you, you know, in your heart and things. And um, the one of the last lines and there's um to uh, to enter into heaven with one eye and with a heart that's new um that comes from you know scripture where Mm -hmm. it's you know if you're right i cause you to sin you know take it out and i feel like that is a uh not literally but it's it's important you know and that's kind of what the song is about it is like getting rid of those um getting rid of those uh, sins and those distractions and really just coming back to Jesus. And that's going to be our whole life. You know, your entire life is going to be that struggle of Mm -hmm. trying to focus on Jesus, which we're not good at. We're really bad at that. And luckily that we have nothing to do with our salvation that we don't have the, you know, it doesn't fall on us or how well I look to him and how well I, uh, cut these sins out of my life you know um 
I need to see him as a beautiful savior and that's what will keep my eyes on him. So that's kind of what mm. that song's about. Is they're just struggling with, you know, going back in between what you want most and what God wants most, you know, and trying to have those two line up. Because at the end of the day, we should want what God wants most as Christians, you know, and that should come out through our lives. Yeah, but for yeah. sure. So there's that I one. Um, Spirits Away is, uh, it's about wanting to go to heaven, pretty much. Hmm. I wrote that song about just wanting to, you know, like, I feel like I'm missing out, like, while I'm here on earth, like, you know, this is fine and all, but, like, this isn't where I want to be, you know? It's kind of a selfish song. I, I don't yeah. give for a reason. I, obviously, I'm not dead yet. You know, God hasn't taken me back yet, but... You know, that's what I want. Like, I want to stop sinning. I want to stop having to deal with that type of pain and that type of, I guess, homesickness. Like, because that's where I want to be. And, you know, it's it's pretty simple. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's what the song's just about. You know, it's just about how I'm uh, tired of being here and I'd like to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're listening to the What Are You All About podcast. There was one more song that you wrote the lyrics to. Yeah. So this is the last song on the album. Um, This song was actually really spontaneous. Um, All the other songs we sat on for, you know, over the course of two years. And then we had one other song that we were going to go into the studio with. And we decided that we didn't like it and didn't want to use it. So Mm -hmm. instead, I wrote this one. And this one kind of took shape over a month. This was just one of those freak songs that just happened to work out really well. Okay. Um, at least in my opinion, I, I was very happy with how it turned out. And um, so that one happened like right before we went in. And uh, yeah, but this one is, um, it's, it's pretty much a, a gospel song. Um, and it's, I'm on a Zoom call. Sorry. Oh, the exterminator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the exterminator's here, apparently. Apparently, interesting. Ah, uh, so he's gonna have to come in here in a minute and exterminate my room. <laughs> Sorry, about fun that. times. That's um, all right. But yeah, th- this song's. Oh, I'll wrap that up quick then. Uh, yeah. So this song's it's a, it's a gospel song, um, and just how, you know, how beautiful it is that Jesus can love us, even though we're so unlovable and you know, we have nothing to give to him, but he still loves us anyways. And that's, you know, that's the whole, the gist of the song, you know, and like that it is only by his power. Um, I can't even, you know, reach up to him without him helping me. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I love tunes that are pure gospel now, like whether it's like No Turning Back by idol threat or whatever like songs which are just very directly uplifting and that sort of vibe i'm been finding i appreciate them more and more just as i've been getting closer to god in that and just because i think there's times where like you need like the angry emotional songs but i'm not in that space anymore Mm -hmm. so it's more like the uplifting ones which are like jesus i want you yeah are just amazing so 
obviously you've got a wee bit of a situation on your yeah. hands. So um, <laughs> there's three questions I like to end a podcast with. So the first one is what's something that's bringing you joy right now? Oh, man. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus for sure. Um, and I know that's the easy answer, but I couldn't experience joy without that. You know, that's the only reason I can experience joy in anything else. So, no. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Do you good. want to give an example of what that looks like in a moment? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess, like, I, I really love taking pictures and writing music and all, mm-hmm. all, any type of art, you know, and it's all just a, it's all like a reflection of something he's already made. And I, I think it's cool to find joy in those things and, like, create things. And it's like, man, this is cool because, like, I'm imitating, you know, like, mm-hmm what my creator did and I find joy in that a lot. So like without him, I wouldn't be able to find joy in those things, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Um, The last two questions are what do you want to plug and what do you want prayer for? What do I want to plug? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's. I'm going to kick myself in the butt after this. I'm going to be like, oh, I could have said all these <laughs> things, but I can't think of anything right now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Fair dues, that's all right. I think often folks are a bit like, oh, I need yeah. a moment to think about that, so that's fine. But As far as prayer goes, thank- though, uh, just, you know, that just more people would open their you know have their eyes open by god and you know to let him change their lives Uh, for sure yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on the show sure thing yes and hopefully your room will be very well no more bugs exterminated yes (laughs) all right take care (laughs) yes you too If you listened all the way through that, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please share about with mates as there'll be a massive help. And feel free to reach out on social media. My Instagram is Elijah underscore JP underscore metal underscore official. So I maybe went a bit OTT with the underscores, but that's my Instagram if anyone wants to reach out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys in a week.